Welcome to the She Is Awesome podcast, the home for women business owners filled with extraordinary stories, giggles, and thoughtful conversations, offering inspiring takeaways for your life and your business. I am so excited to be here with Stefania Bartolome, founder of One of a Style, a personal style coaching agency. So Stefania has a very special place in my heart. She's one of our founding members. She's Italian. I love Italian food and anything Italian. And she is a real powerhouse woman who inspires me continuously. I'm sure she will also inspire you. Stefania transformed her business grew her revenue times five during COVID pandemic. And I can't wait to hear from her how she did this. So, Stefania, welcome. So, my name is Stefania. I'm Italian, but based in the UK. And I am a personal style coach and founder of One of a Style. I um, have a background in fashion, so I've been working in Italy for over 10 years in the fashion industry as designer and project developer. And then I just follow my deepest passion and uh, back in time when I was still working in fashion, I had a first certificate in image consulting. And uh, it took me another four years to decide to take the leap and quit my job in the corporate environment and I took another certificate and eventually I just took the leap and opened my business one of a style in 2016. Amazing. So what did it bring you to London? Well, it's been a mix of things. Um, I wanted to come to London before um, because in a way I knew that if I wanted to really make it happen, I had to change my whole life. Um, I'm not for half ways, you know, <laughs> or black or white. <laughs> um, but it just happened. And also my husband for, um, work reasons, uh, had to move to London and we spent one year apart. And then after that, I decided to quit my job and, um, I moved to London as well. And uh, I have to say that at the beginning, I tried to have some interviews still in the fashion industry, but inside me, I already had decided that I, I didn't want to do that anymore and I wanted to follow my path. And so I did. Amazing. Great. So tell me one thing, Stefania, you arrived here with practically no network yeah you didn't know anybody and then you opened your own business how was it like um obviously everyone around me thought I was a bit crazy and um I just I don't know I just uh, I just thought I wanted to try because at the time I didn't have again I didn't have not anything to lose I already quit my job um and I really wanted to do something um different I really wanted to try and you know and follow my my passion and so I did um it it was hard in a way because again I didn't know anybody but I tried I started with some networking and uh one of the things that I I really had to work hard on was the language because Mm -hmm. I I thought I knew English well enough, but then moving in this country, I realized I didn't. 
So that was the one thing that I had to work really hard on, but I made it. Um, and then I guess with networking, I started having my first paying clients in just a few months. And then, mm-hmm. you know, you start with referrals and and so on. So it wasn't, I cannot say that it was so difficult to for me to to start establishing my business. Amazing. Well, um, I met you in 2019. I remember it was, um, it was a Christmas party we met. And then you decided to sign up uh, for Academy for Women Entrepreneurs. And then since then, I've seen you grow your, growing your company and your revenue like phenomenally, despite COVID. Can you tell us a little bit more about it? What is the behind the scenes? <laughs> well, first of all, I said that at the beginning, uh, it wasn't so challenging. And one of the reasons for that is that I was on my own. I wasn't a mom yet. And I have time. I had time. But then uh, I became a mom. And when I got back to business, I really struggled because in a way my business was growing. So I, I was having more clients. At the same time, I had less time. So I had to do a big job, you know, rebranding, really deciding what I could do myself, where to ask help for. Um, And I had to change lots of things in my business. And then what happened is that when I met you, I realized um, that it was going well because I was having lots of business. But... It was also stressful because I was really, I was constantly running, you know, chasing and I was feeling always I didn't have enough time. Um, And so I didn't want, I realized I didn't want to go on like that. I wanted to enjoy, you know, some time off with my family and also for myself, I needed time off. I couldn't kept on working at that pace. Mm -hmm. And obviously um, I realized that I needed also some help to decide to change some uh, my business strategy. Um, and so we did. I think we did a great work together. I realized that I could maybe um, change some things and start working less. And this necessarily didn't mean um, earning less. So mm-hmm. I have, it took some time, but I have changed some settings in my business. And um, it was three years ago. And uh, in the meantime, we also had a pandemic, but um, I was focused on my goals. And here I am with a bigger revenue and um, yes, and the business that still runs and even better than, than before the pandemic. So, yeah, if I remember well, you kind of time times five your revenue now right maybe yes (laughs) (laughs) wow it's going yeah yeah rock on girl great (laughs) amazing amazing results it's it's gonna be um it's gonna be uh the 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 results that i'm gonna talk about all the time definitely thank you so so this is great but we know that nothing is pink and uh, unicorns and and uh and uh you know clouds <laughs> exactly <laughs> it is not tell me about the moment where you went 
holy crap, what am I going to do now? <laughs> I have no doubt. It was the beginning of the pandemic. You know, the first lockdown has been really the biggest, the hardest moment ever. Um, obviously, again, as a, not just as a woman in business, but as a mom in business, I found myself from being a full-time professional to being a full-time mom because the everyone will uh, remember the school were were closed at the time so I had uh, I found myself looking after a two and a half years old boy all the time uh, I mean we were two me and my husband but my husband um, was lucky enough not to be not to be made redundant or it wasn't on furlough, so he had to keep on working like before and even more, you know, because obviously they were affected as well with his job. So I found myself, you know, with the, between the two of us, I was the one with a flexible job and I could take care of my boy. And, and so I did, but obviously this meant, what do I do with my business? And also, I remember well that my March 2020 was supposed to be the month, you know. I <laughs> had lots of bookings and bigger services and it was supposed to be a boom month and then everyone started canceling even before the lockdown was announced because obviously people were scared and so I found myself even if I wanted to work honestly I found myself without work mm -hmm. uh, at least with people and what happened is that obviously um, everyone around me because they were scared and they wanted to protect me. They said, you know, put your business on a side, focus on the family and don't stress out, be kind with yourself. In the end, nobody's going to care about personal styling now. Nobody's going to invest in it. So why do you stress about it? You know, take it easy and just take care of your son. But a voice inside me told me not to do that. You know, mm -hmm. so I had a chat with a lot of other mothers in business that I know and everyone was doing this. You know, I'm putting my business on hold because I need to take care of my children. And but I just couldn't. I, I thought inside me, this is not the moment to disappear. This is the time to be even more on the on the scene than before. And not because I wanted to earn money, because I knew people, it's true, people are not going to invest now in, a, in a, something like personal styling. But I knew that people would have still needed me and my help. I knew that. Because I look at the mirror and I thought, who are you? You are a woman who found herself without social life all at once, looking after her child all the time and it's cool you know to wear a tracksuit for a few days not to worry about your look but after a while you start feeling really really down and you don't feel yourself anymore i remember everyone in my connection they were complaining about the hair you remember hairstylists were you know hairdressers were closed for months and people were all desperate so these are little things, but on the long run, they can really affect the way we feel. And mm -hmm. I was thinking, instead of disappearing now, I can really do my best to be there for people. And people will remember this. And so it happened. 
and it was really hard as you say nothing happened with rainbows and unicorns and mm -hmm. you know and butterflies it was really really hard because I had to cut every little moment that I had instead of resting I was working I was waking up at 5 30 in the morning to record videos or you know, work for on my social media, on posts or everything in order to be able then to look after my child. And then once I put him to sleep, it was time to work again. I had no rest. Mm -hmm. I did lots of, I involved other people to do workshop and webinars and all for free just to make sure people could access it, you know, and, um, and I covered lots of topics that in my opinion were really useful. There mm -hmm. were, you know, from how to take care of your hair in lockdown, how to swap from um, mom style to businesswoman style, because we still had those Zoom meetings there and we wanted to look presentable. But so I think I, I covered lots of points that people really resonate with. Mm -hmm. And it was really hard. I felt when I, when the summer arrived, I felt really exhausted. But at that time, I started having new inquiries again. And I remember well the moment, September and October, I found myself fully booked once again. You know, and then we had another lockdown, but my self-awareness at the moment was really, was much bigger than before because I had the proof that I was doing right. So this has been, yes, in a way, the hardest moment ever of my career as solopreneur, but it's also been what happened afterwards has been probably the most rewarding moment of my life. Yeah, fantastic. Awesome. I have, I do remember seeing you on a daily basis on all platforms, videos and sending all these um posts and being always present on the networking events all the online um so yeah and then it paid back so tell me what is your biggest achievement being here today and not just as i was before but even better you know even more established not just made me realize i was right to follow my instincts and not what people around me were saying mm -hmm. i didn't follow my anxiety I didn't follow my uh, my bad feelings I followed my passion and I followed my my gut feelings that I think means to be an entrepreneur and have mm -hmm. a vision and just focus on it um, and it's been a great achievement not just to be contacted by big brands big names for collaborations after the first you know, big lot of the pandemic. It's been great to be recognized by people around you. Those people that were advising you to put your business on hold now, they say you've been so good, you know, you made so well. So it's not just um, a revenue thing. It's not just about money. It's everything that is around it, you know. I pat on my shoulder and, uh, and uh, I congratulate myself. You did very well, Stefania. Yes, you did. Tell me one thing. You said something that is really um, interesting. You said, I didn't follow my anxieties. I didn't follow my fears. How did you do it? 
Well, I also used my brain, not just my gut. Um, obviously, the first thing I did at the beginning of the first lockdown is to understand, for example, how much um, I was spending, you know, a month, every month for my business and uh, how much could I go on, you know, without earning money. And in a way that calmed me down, that reassured me because I could see that even without earning zero, I could go on, you know, tot months because I, I had money. And mm -hmm. uh, obviously, instead of saying, okay, stop paying everything, stop investing in everything right now, give yourself time, go on for, I don't know, like six months. And then in six months time, if you don't have any new inquiry or any new business development, then you will review this and see how, where to cut, what to cut. And this mm -hmm. wasn't necessary. But obviously, it was um, also numbers that made me feel calm and reassured. Um, and then on the other side, again, my, my feelings that, like, again, people were... <sighs> At the moment, the priority seems to be funding the flower in supermarket or toilet paper or paying the bills and paying the rent. And I know that were the priorities. But again, I thought on the long run, people are going to need something more, and you know, something deeper. Um, mm -hmm. And so it was. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I love what you were saying. It's like, you, you you used yes there was gut feelings but you used your brain and and you used the power of numbers and I keep saying if you want to take the control of your business have a cash flow forecast because that will give you the, the real understanding of what needs to happen when can you invest more when do you need to hold in the money so yeah thank you so that's, that's a great <laughs> tip huh so Stefania so we've been working together for over three years and I remember the first session that we had you said to me oh you know I don't want something big I don't want to I don't want to hire anybody um you know I'm okay I just want to grow my client base and then things started to change. And in three years, I have seen your mindset shifting slowly and slowly. I would like to hear that journey from you. What is the story and what made you change as an entrepreneur? I think you know better than me. You work with women mainly. And I guess you know that... Um, probably the society we live into um, in a way injects in you as a woman um, a mindset um, and a relationship with money as well. I think I've always thought I can, um, as long as I do something that I like, money is not really important. I can take what it comes. This was my mentality before. And I was happy enough to be able to run a business, to be able to do what I liked. Um, but I guess I realized with time that this was quite wrong because if I decide to run a business, um, I need to do it properly. And why there must be a difference between me and a man 
why cannot you know um, aim high I can and I don't know I started also having bigger opportunities and so alongside having bigger opportunities I was starting to develop a different relationship with my business and my money and um, there's nothing wrong in in saying that you want to earn more you know there's something mm-hmm. there's, there's nothing wrong while I know that myself as, as a lot of women especially mothers they say oh no you know I can I can take what it comes um, and no why you want to make your business grow and so you need to make money at the end of the of the month and also you want people to look at you like a real business owner and not just someone that runs something because it's it's a hobby you know and I thought I want to make sure that I can um, contribute to the family expenses that I can pay for the nursery that I can pay for the bills that I can do all this stuff and this doesn't happen if you just cover the the business expenses you know what I mean so you need to really have another mindset and you don't really you don't have to feel guilty if you ask for more you need to be more conscious about your value as a business owner and this is also something that happened I guess with time my self-awareness grew you know and I really understood that what I was giving was really worthy and I was starting to recognize the value behind it Mm -hmm. and so this happened my yes my mindset has, has shifted yeah, I seen that. And you're so right in saying there's nothing wrong in asking for more. And um, and I'm putting a plan into action to get that more. That's, that's very inspiring. So you did talk about the difference between the why can I not be like man and um, why can I not aim higher. Do you do you think that within the society or within the mindset there are differences between being woman entrepreneur and um, man entrepreneur or and and if so what are they and and do we need to overcome them what are your thoughts around that there are these differences unfortunately and um, we need to take action and you know what? I have worked in a predominantly female uh, environment my whole life. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, what I see is that this um, difference is sometimes underlined more by other women than by men itself. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. There is surely, I, I don't know, um, especially in Italy, we come from a past where not long ago, like 50 years ago, women were not supposed to work. So I guess it takes it takes longer, it takes time to accept the fact that women are working as much as men and even in business they can achieve the same results, if not better. And this doesn't come from people themselves that open a business like myself, although as I was saying before, I probably had an influence, you know, from this society. Uh, from this way of thinking but it's people that surround you the moment you say you are a woman and you say I open a business everyone around you doesn't take you too seriously because they think okay it's a hobby 
uh, you know, I don't know how to explain, but this is what, what I felt at the time. The moment mm -hmm. a, a man runs a business, opens a business, everyone is like, okay, this is his work. And there is much more respect towards it and towards their time management. And if they say, I need to work, you know, everyone understands why now again, it's changed. But at the beginning, nobody could really understood when I said, I need to work, I need to do that. And there was, I think there was much less respect towards me as a business owner um, mm -hmm. and again probably because people didn't take it too seriously um, and it's not because people around me are bad persons I, I guess it's it's just a, a society imprinting mm -hmm. so you really yeah. need to work hard not just to make your business grow but to make people understand you are not just having fun you are working yeah yeah, definitely. And you can have fun. And you can have fun while working, but, you know, yeah. it's not just fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm all for having fun and not, you know, the, um, you're telling, you know, labor, the, the, the work, the idea of work, labor comes from painful um, physical activity. So that was that, because that's what it was in Roman times. It was painful physical activity. But right now, it's actually our playground and, and working is fun. So speaking of fun, can you imagine of a very embarrassing or funny moment of your career? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm thinking, oh, this took me by surprise. Um... Well, the thing is, I again, I'm Italian, and although I speak English fluently, sometimes I still don't get some, you know, especially some jokes or way of saying. Um, and as you know, I'm a member of some networking groups, and uh, that is fun. But um, it's it's nice. I mean, I, I'm not saying that I feel. Um, I feel bad because of this. So sometimes British people exchange jokes or way of saying, and I don't get it. So at the beginning, <laughs> I was feeling a bit frustrated, but now I'm, it's really funny. They look at me and they say, did you get it? And I say, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really funny. Uh, so they take time to explain and, or we just laugh about it. So this, uh, at the beginning, this was a bit embarrassing, but now I, you know, it's, it's part of me and, uh, and people know it. And then people know that I, I don't, I don't care if I don't get a joke or, you know, it's not bad. Yeah, and you know, this is amazing what you're saying because it's the the strength to me, the, the, the real power comes when you start to wear your weaknesses gracefully and powerfully and then and and you can joke about them and you can you can really have a hilarious moment because because I'm Turkish and I do miss some jokes. I do miss some words. Sometimes it's too much, and uh, and people go like, "Are you okay?" I'm like, "No, <laughs> I absolutely don't get what you're saying right now." Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> or also the, the opposite. You know, I guess Italian humor is very different from Turkish humor or British humor. So sometimes I am the one who you know do some jokes, and people look at me like. <laughs> I saying that wasn't funny and uh, 
okay, sorry, Italian humor, you know, and then people laugh. So it's, uh, yeah, and I think I've been asked once if I ever felt um, discriminated for being, you know, Italian or for coming from another country. And I said, no, really, I haven't. I never felt like that. Yeah, good, good. You're lucky because I have, I have, I have interviewed for diversity reasons, a lot of people from different backgrounds and, th- and they said that they felt it. But I do believe also uh, one thing is we also self-discriminate. As you were saying, you feel first embarrassed because you do not speak like others or, or you don't get the words or whatever. And um, in that sense, that's what I was saying. It's wearing that weakness with grace and power makes the difference and that happens when you start to probably grow confidence in yourself right yeah yeah, yeah. all right <laughs> i have a few more questions for you and one of them is one of my uh, favorite questions that i ask to myself regularly as well what does inspire you as a women business owner i guess i'll um I look a lot around to other business owners, female business owners, and not necessarily in my business, but other businesses, women that really made it, you know, people, women that are now big names and successful business women. And I look at them and uh, I feel inspired, you know, because I don't feel we are different. I just feel that they found a way to get to success and I, I can make it too. Um, so yes, this is rather than following, I know lots of people use social media to follow uh, trends or influencers. No, I follow other big business women and I try to understand why they are there, what, did, what was the key of their success and uh, how they speak to their audience. And um, while trying to be always myself and authentic because I am myself, I am unique and I don't want to become like someone else, but I try to take some bits, you know, from people and understand, you know, um, and learn. Yeah, that's great. Can you give us a name, like a role model name that you have in mind? Um, yes, there is a lady in Italy who I really um, admire because she made personal styling become a thing. While even six years ago, when I moved to London, it wasn't a thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, her name is Rossella Migliaccio. And again, we might have some differences. I might not agree with everything she says. Not all the time, but chapeau to her. She made, you know, she made styling being a thing. And I have to confess that I have Italian people coming to me because they follow her and they look for someone in London to to provide the same services and they trust it in, you know, a, an Italian a compatriot. Um, and um, so I also have to thank her because, in a way, becoming making styling a thing. Uh, is helping also other stylists to grow so this is a big thing and there is another lady um, that I follow but she is in Dubai so she is not Italian I think she's Irish and 
in a way, she's very different from me, but she's very inspirational. And I like the way she comes through. And her name is Kelly Lundberg. I think she's a brand um, brand consultant. And yeah, I like to follow her, her journey, and see how she speaks to the audience and how she presents herself. Yeah, that's great. You know, um, there is a study uh, conducted by European Union, uh, European Commission, um, on women entrepreneurship and there are four reasons for women to not actually um to to, for women to not be able to grow their companies at the same rate and same uh size as men uh and one of them is because they don't have role models and that's really really important and uh, you know it's really important to look up and see people who are like you and who who you can say actually you know what i can i can i can be like her she's like me so i can be like her yeah so that's that's really that's really important would you say that it contributes into your success or into your drive to follow those role models Yes, it's uh, first of all, again, it's inspirational and encouraging. Mm-hmm. I also, well, you know what is also very good that I can see that not everyone likes them, not everyone likes them. They also have lots of people, the more they grow and, and have success, the more people uh, judge them and accuse them, blah, blah, blah. And um, and this is also encouraging because I personally can feel very frustrated when someone express a bad comment on my work or uh, goes against me or if I have any negative, uh, you know, vibes. And this makes me feel, oh, actually, it happens. The more you grow, the more you need to get used to it because there will always be people that don't like what you do, how you look, or how you speak, or what you say. There are nasty people or just people that want to express their feelings that are not um, aligned with yours. And we need to accept it. This is another very important thing in business. I know people that get frustrated if someone um, doesn't like their own way of working or that um, they, they try to make everyone happy. I have decided to stop with this. I make happy who is aligned with me, and this is fine. Whoever is not happy about the way I work can go and you know and find someone else, and it's fine. And yeah. that's it. Not that I approve nasty comments or haters, you know, but it, it's part of the of the job. It's part of the journey. Yeah, definitely. You're so right. You know, you know. Um, we I have a family business with my husband as well and more we grow you know what happens you will not even believe it but we do get fake reviews I have it. fake negative reviews on google and everywhere we don't even know the person and not only they are fake but they actually um attack personally and they say totally unfounded stuff so when when we get it, the first time we get it, we used to fight against and try to get them off Google, etc. Mm-hmm. And now we just we just laugh about it because we're like it's it it is so obvious that it's fake that we yeah. just laugh about it. Yeah. So 
No, no, totally. Yeah. I have one last year that I was, <laughs> I was so annoyed because it was, you know, it's been a really tough year. And then really around these days, so just before the end of the, of the year, I got this fake review and I was so pissed off. And just like you, I tried to contact Google and, get, and then I get annoyed because Google said that, you know, they were not going to um, remove the review. And, but then, just like you, I said, you know what? It means that I'm getting popular. And, and again, this is going to happen even more and more. So I need to get used to it. Yeah. I know that probably um, some people that contact me are fake profiles. They want to know how I work. They want to know my prices. They want to know. So, you know, it might be. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's part of the journey, and and as you said, and it's really true. It it means that you're getting better, and and your competitors are getting a little bit annoyed by that. <laughs> <laughs> and another thing that makes me feel like I'm successful and I'm a winner. I never ever did anything like that. I never felt like I had to put dust, you know, on someone else to yeah. come out you know, to shine. I shine because I shine, because I'm who I am and not because I try to get that from someone else. So uh, yeah. in a way, it can be damaging for me if people start leaving fake reviews or bad comments. But on another way, it's also rewarding. It means people look at me and they invite me and then I am annoying for other people. And you know what? <laughs> it makes me feel good. <laughs> You go, girl. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> so, um, okay, we're coming towards the end of this interview and I have kind of like my signature two questions. You know that the name of this podcast is She's Awesome. So I would like to ask you, what does being awesome mean to you as a business owner? Being successful, whatever this means to you. You know, again, for some people might be earning millions, for others might, might be being able to run a family and a business all at once. Um, for me, being awesome um, means this, being able to find a balance, I guess, between family and business and feel um, feel fine, you know, feel fine with it, not feeling stressful, um sorry not feeling stressed um having i wanted to change my life i know i remember what i didn't like of working in a corporate environment and i i was able to change those things and i made it happen and just for this i am awesome mm-hmm. so <laughs> that was my last question why are you awesome so you are awesome because yeah. you followed the path you followed yeah. what, what you set for yourself amazing against all odds again i i made it happen and i was able to take action and understand what wasn't making me feel happy about my life before and uh, and I was able to change this and make it happen. So it's not. I I don't think is um, challenges are ended. Um, 
I'm going to have challenges probably my entire life as long as I decide to run a business. But the fact that I was able to, you know, go over the challenges and um, and run, keep on running a business and keep on being a mother and um, do all the things that I've done um, makes me feel like I'm awesome. Yes. You are. Thank you so much, my love. It's a pleasure to interview you. Um, have even more understanding about you, your business, your aspirations and what makes you awesome. Um, yeah, you are an inspiring person and thank you for joining this interview and uh, being part of Academy for Women Entrepreneurs. Would you like to give any um, information about yourself? Would you like to say how people can join you and uh, reach you? Yes, my business is one of a style and uh, people can uh, get in touch with me via my website, which is oneofastyle.com, or even follow me on Instagram, so it's one of a style again, and or even contact me on LinkedIn, which is under my name, Stefania Bartolomei. I promise I don't mm-hmm. send any, you know, any hard selling messages. You know, you know me, Jalen, and you know that I don't hard sell at all. Um, but I share very useful contents. I think, <laughs> and, and and so if whatever, you know, if whoever wants to approach even mildly um, a different, a different vision about personal styling and maybe try to approach styling again and try to, whoever wishes to feel and look their best self every day, they can get in touch with me and uh, see if they like my approach. Well, my friend, thank you for listening to the She Is Awesome podcast. If you want to share your extraordinary story and dare to inspire others, send an email to hello at academyweed.com. You can find the email address in the show notes. Well, let's meet here again next week. Take care. Bye now.